Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four, BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. To another edition of the Top of Thunder Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Huntinger at Thunder Chats, where you're part of the B League Network, and this podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Well, the Thunder played a basketball game last night. It was not very fun. Um, the Houston Rockets have uh, customarily kind of had the Thunder's number throughout the rebuild, specifically in Houston. And it was more of the same last night. Uh, the Houston Rockets have lost one game at home entering the contest. Um, subsequently had not won a single game on the road. So with all that, oh, and of course, as we mentioned on the last podcast, the Thunder were coming off three days rest. And we know how this team plays coming off a extended rest period. And with all those factors coming into mind, it happened exactly like you would think. The Thunder came out flat. The only real player that showed up for 48 minutes was Shea. And we'll talk about that. Um, but I do I do just have to say, because this is just me, Dylan, coming to you for this podcast. My throat hurts. I'm in my house. Pretty sure Nova woke up a little bit ago, so it can't be too loud. But it is a Thunder Jet. Oh! Yeah, my voice cracked like seven different times doing that, trying to be quiet, and also my throat hurts, so this is going to be awesome. But, yeah, no, um, talking about this game, it was extremely frustrating because you could tell from jump the guys were just not playing with energy. Uh, I think Santa, I I don't even want to call him Santa because he didn't really play good last night. Uh, and Jalen Williams, 13 points, 5 of 13 shooting, 0-1 from 3, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. You know, he was fine. If Jalen Williams was going to be a role player, it was a fine performance. Jalen Williams isn't supposed to be a role player on this team. He's, at worst, supposed to be the fourth best player on this team. But, you know, we want him to be the third best player on the team. And he came out, um, you know, starting the game solid. You know, he got a floater. I think he got another layup, maybe a jump shot here or there in the first half. But the shot just was not falling today. And we really needed him with the other guy struggling. <clears throat> and it would be a theme because Chet Holmgren shot 2 of 9, 0 of 4 from 3. Had 
one of the most wildest stat lines I've ever seen. Four points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, six blocks. <laughs> I I can't tell you. I, I don't think I've ever seen a game where a guy had six blocks and his impact wasn't really felt. Like, Shingun basically got whatever he wanted. And that's no secret. I mean, just like Jokic, just like MV, just like all these big guys that have crazy post work, they're going to get what they want. It doesn't matter who's guarding them. And, you know, Shingun had 21 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 8 of 13 shooting. And <laughs> it's it's funny that everybody calls him Baby Jokic, and I've rejected this notion just because, you know, they're the Rockets. We're supposed to hate them, and I do hate them. <laughs> but... Um, and, you know, we, quote-unquote, drafted Shingun and traded him. Um, but I, I do see some Jokic in him. <clears throat> Specifically, the first time I ever went to OKC, it was a game against the Nuggets in 2018, I believe. Um, back when we had Russ, back when we had PG, Jeremy Grant, Stephen Adams, all that. And we were down, like, 20-something points, and we cut the game. We cut the lead to, like, six with, like, I don't know, two minutes left to go in the game. And remember, they gave it to Jokic, and he just worked at him like two or three times in a row. And I was like, dang, Jokic, why does your touch around the rim got to be impeccable? And, and that sticks out in my, my mind for saying that. <clears throat> and I hate to say it, man. Shankoon, why is your touch around the rim got to be so impeccable? Man, like, his touch is insane. It's like... It's like if you're playing 2K back before they put the shot meter on the layup, and it's like you just hit X, and <laughs> you just you just trust 2K to make the layup. That's kind of like it is anytime Jokic goes to the rim um, because he doesn't do much dunking. He doesn't really use the backboard. He just has crazy touch around the rim to just float it right in, barely even touching the rim. So credit to Shingun. He did good. Um, he was working anybody we put on him. Uh, we tried Chet Holmgren. We brought Big Jalen Williams boom in there, and it was more of a fizzle than a boom. 0 of 4, 0 of 2 from 3, only two points on the game. Literally, <laughs> it's kind of funny. He had zero rebounds, zero, zero steals, zero blocks. <coughs> Did not do a lot to change the game. Somehow it was a plus 5 uh, in the box score, plus minus, so don't fully understand that, but... There you go. That's something, I guess. Um, but, yeah, we tried Chet. We tried Jalen Williams. We tried Kendrick Williams, which was pretty successful. And specifically teams last year like the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> like Mark tried a bunch of different lineups. He tried going super small with, like, Aaron Wiggins and Jalen Williams, uh, Santa, as the two bigs on the court you know, and trying to, like, dictate the offense and trying to make Shingun playable on defense, and it just didn't matter. The Rockets weren't really missing their shots. They were killing rebound. You know, when you go small, you want to be able to rebound and push the pace in transition, and that's really when you're able to dictate those matchups and those mismatches on the bigs that are slower and can't defend and can't get up and down the court as easily. Well... We wasn't rebounding. <laughs> we, you know, kind of talking about what we've been talking about all season. Uh, the rebounding was for this team. 
It's not pretty tonight. Um, 53-30 to 30 overall, 10-4 to 4 offensively, and 43-26 to 26 defensively. The Rockets just had their way on the boards tonight, and that was a big reason why we lost. And it, it, it was it was really hard to see. Um, kind of staying on chat because this is kind of where I started with on this point. Mark made a weird decision. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad, but it was a weird decision. He did not close with chat down the stretch. Um, the Thunder had cut the lead down to eight, I believe. And Chet Holmgren was not in the game. There was like a minute and a half, two minutes left. Very similar, honestly, to the Nuggets game situation I was talking about before. <clears throat> and Chet Holmgren wasn't in the game. Uh, we had Boom in the game. And they got the ball to Aaron Holiday, who knew Thunder Killer, killer Aaron Holiday had 22.6 rebounds, 4 assists, 8 of 13 shooting, 6 of 7 from deep off of the bench. He was insane. Like Without him, they lose this game. Not only was he getting buckets off the bench, he was hitting timely buckets. Uh, it felt like every time we had a run, they would find Aaron Holiday in the corner above the break, and he would bury a three. And each one was more backbreaking than the next. But he actually, ironically, finished this game. The last bucket that he had was a layup on a blow-by from Jalen Williams. Boom. Uh, or fizzle. <laughs> and I said this on Twitter. You know, I, I said even before that play, I was like, I get Chad has had a good game, man, but I feel like you have to close with your guys. You've got to close with your dogs. And like, <clears throat> there's not any time in the game unless, you know, they're fouled out that Shay or Chad does not need to be at the end of the game. I'll, I'll say the same for Santa. Like, Joe Williams needs to be at the end of the game in every game. I don't care. What the situation is, if we're actively trying to come back, they need to be in there. And for whatever reason, Chet wasn't out there. And like I said, I get that he's playing bad, but, you know, just because they're playing bad for the beginning of the game, they need to be out there no matter what the position because they can still change the game defensively. And, you know, we saw in the Sixers game how big of an impact Chet can make in the closing minutes of the game. Yeah, I was trying to look it up. I think we were down Evan, like a minute 20 left in the game. And Chet was a big part of how we was able to cut that all the way to two, <laughs> like in the waning seconds of the game. So it, it, it was weird. And also Mark kind of waved the, waved the white flag with about a minute to go. We were down 10. And you know, he, he just wasn't interested and trying to do the same thing that he can, that we did against Philly and try to come back in that little bit of time. And it just it just pulled us guys. So a little frustrating, a little confusing, a little weird for Mark, but you know, he's it's still early in the season. But let's get to some of these other guys. Uh, I'm gonna start walking my truck so you'll you'll start hearing a little bit of background noise. <coughs> First and foremost, I mean <laughs> Single large item of the game. Stop me if you've heard this before. Shagos Alexander had 33 points on 13 of 18 shooting. Didn't take a single three. Shot seven of nine from the free throw line. <laughs> Shea versus technical free throws. Name a better battle. You can't. Uh, he had six or er, three rebounds, six assists, six steals, 
I, he was everywhere defensively, like trying, you know, poke the ball out, ripping guys. Like Shea continues to be a monster on defense. And also had a block on top of that. And <clears throat> I was looking before the game, Shea against Dylan Brooks in his career has not fared well. You know, they've had battles for years, and, you know, Shea has, like, woken up late in games to dominate Dylan Brooks. But customarily, Dylan Brooks does a great job of guarding Shea Gutz Alexander. Uh, I think coming into the game, he averaged, like, 40% from the field against Dylan Brooks in his matchups. As you can see, 13 of 18, well above 40%. So, Shea was great. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, let's see here. So, there were some guys off the bench that played good, but not great. Um, I'll say Aaron Wiggins continues to make winning plays. 4 of 4 from the field, 3 of 4 from the stripe. 11 points, 1 rebound, 1 steal. Kaysom Wallace had some really good plays. Only had five points, three rebounds, two steals, and a block. Two of five from the field, one of two from deep. So he uh, he did good. He had a couple plays where he got beat on a freshman fleet crossover. He was able to recover and get a block. He had a play where he got rim stuffed on a dunk. Very next possession that, you know, the ball went out of bounds. Knocked down a corner three off the inbound. So continues to show that veteran mindset of, that that next play mindset I like you know last play doesn't matter what am i going to do to help my team in the next play trey man <laughs> trey man to his credit you know obviously he went to the g league on i want to say it was monday yeah it was monday no no, no it was tuesday that's what it was <clears throat> went to the g league had a really good game came back and played 24 minutes tonight and I got to say, man, he earned those minutes. I thought Trey Mann played great. He had 10 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Shot 4 of 8 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3. And I thought his activity defensively was much, much improved from what I've seen in Trey Mann in the past. Um, he looked active. He looked engaged. And he's taking good shots. He had a couple. The the two threes he had were catch and shoot from Shea. <laughs> and there was one that was a true no dip three. Like he caught it like right in front of his face and shot it immediately. Um, you know, obviously the rookie year we saw Trey Man do a lot of stuff off the dribble, and he did have a couple plays that were nice uh, where he was able to finish inside off the dribble. But um, if we were able to utilize Trey Man's you know spot up shooting. I think he'd be a weapon that you need to play off the bench, especially if you're not going to play Misich, who was a DMP tonight. So that was annoying. But, and in a game that Isaiah Joe was off, one of five shooting, one of four from deep from Isaiah Joe, had three points, one rebound. <coughs> got a quick hook. And I just got to say, Houston did a great job at smothering Isaiah Joe. Anytime he got the ball, anytime he got to where it looked like he was going to make a catch, there was somebody right there on him. <clears throat> they played really good defense on him. And, you know, it, it showed. Um, trying to see if there's anybody else on the bench I want to talk about. I think I mentioned Kenny. I don't know if I mentioned his shooting stats or stats at all. So he had eight points, two rebounds, one assist, two blocks, three or five from the field, two or four from deep. He had a couple corner threes. 
um, in that comeback attempt late in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> so, and then of course he got fouled and missed both free throws. So, tough, tough day from Kenny. And then the other guys on the court that struggled, um, three and five. I mean, three was three of 11, two of five from deep. He hit two of four in the first quarter. Um, it was not a sign of things to come. Uh, 8.6 rebounds, four assists, one steal. <clears throat> and I know I've been very critical about three in uh, these past couple weeks, not just this play, but also the situation. I will say there were a couple passes that were really nice passes from him today. So it was nice to see that start to come back because I think he's had one assist in like the last four games. So, you know, that, that's a better sign of things to come. But, man, when I tell you he got picked on defensively all freaking night, dude. Like Dylan Brooks, if Josh Giddy was in front of him, a tap mode. Like it didn't matter who was in front of him. They were they were ignoring him on offense, and they were attacking him on defense. And that's why he played 25 minutes tonight. That's why Trey Mann almost played more than him. That's why Kaysen played just as much as him. Um, yeah, it's it's becoming an issue, and I, I don't know that there's any other way to mitigate it. Like, you're surrounded by Lou Dorr, Jalen Williams, Shea Goes, Alexander, Chet Holmgren. Like, you're definitely the fifth best defender on the on the in the lineup, and they're still finding ways to attack you and beat you. So, I don't know if there's another way to mitigate that. Speaking of Dort, though. He was off from jump. 0 of 5 from the field, 0 of 3 from deep, 4 of 4 from the stripe, 4 points, 3 rebounds, and minus 27 in the box score plus minus. He just did not have it, man. He wasn't playing good defense. <clears throat> His shot wasn't falling. And, you know, that win sanity run that Ludor had whenever he was knocking down all these threes was a lot of fun, uh, but it seems like a thing of the past. Um, do want to mention, uh, so we talked about Dylan Brooks. He was great tonight. 23 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. <clears throat> 9 of 17 shooting, 2 of 7 from D, 3 3 from the stripe. Um, really, him, Shingoon, and Aaron Holiday are the reasons that they won this game. I mean, Aaron Holiday is the reason they won this game. <laughs> Dylan Brooks and Alper Shingoon could have had their normal games, but it's always that random bench player that wants to go off against the Thunder, and you know it made all the difference tonight. Doing a mention Tari Easton, 9.8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks. I mean, he was great off the bench. He wasn't super efficient, 2 of 6 from the field, but he shot 2 of 4 from deep and just played really good defensively. That guy's a menace. I really liked him in the draft process. And also like Jalen Green in the draft process, 15.7 rebounds, 1 assist. Shot 6 of 12 from the field, 1 of 3 from deep. <coughs> Didn't have a lot going for him today, but, yeah, he they've done a good job of not letting Jalen Green shoot them out of games. And I thought that, again, just like Trey Mann, he was active defensively, like engaged defensively. <clears throat> I, I'm not ready to say that he's a great defender at this point, but he at least looks, looked engaged out there. So, um, caught a crazy lob in the first quarter from Fred Van Vliet from my half court. His athleticism is insane, so... Uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about this game. As I mentioned, 
huge bummer that we lost because it's Houston Rockets and their fans are insufferable. And because we can't seem to beat them at Houston, uh, they had the gaudy astronaut at center court. So that was fun, obviously. Um, but we do play them again this year. We'll play them in OKC. I think we play them again in Houston. <clears throat> so there's an opportunity to right the ship. I would bet money that all of our guys besides Shea are not going to struggle. And I think it'll be a lot better game for us. So look forward to getting revenge. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for today. Uh, I apologize that it's just me. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the pod. Um, I did my best to eliminate the ums and likes. I'm sorry. Kubi, um, I think was his name on the reviews. But we will be back Friday night after the Warriors game for our normal podcast scheduling and, of course, the post game. So uh, keep it here. And in the meantime, if you guys will leave a five-star rating positive review, we would appreciate that. We've been reading a couple of those on the I almost said on air live on the pod so if you want that to be you uh you know be sure to you know, leave a review and we're working on some other stuff still working on that guest he's very busy right he's he's in europe he's in texas he's in california he's he's flying all over the place so we're just trying to nail him down but we'll get we'll get him on here we will definitely get him on here also working on some stuff. Uh, you're going to see some changes on the Twitter at OKC Type of Thunder. We went back to our old logo. Um, you know, just kind of looks cleaner, and you know, uh, we didn't get it switched over on the other side, so it's kind of confusing people the difference. So we're just trying to stay cohesive, but working on some things over there to you know kind of update that look, and also working on possibly setting up a YouTube to do some live podcasts, you know, post game reactions and stuff like that. So. Be on the lookout for that. Find us at Topic Thunder Podcast on YouTube. Uh, right now we've got the red and blue logo with the yellow tees, but we will switch that over as well. So uh, go subscribe to us if you're not. Um, we will be having some content posted there very soon. So that is all I have for today. Uh, definitely am late for work. <laughs> but I hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder Up! You listen to Thunder Chats. Ho! Nailed it. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder Podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.